Welcome everyone to Orenthal Redux. We are re-releasing our original short series Orenthal with new editing and music. Three years ago, we started our podcast with this actual play, with no idea of where it would lead. Taking place over a hundred years before our current actual play adventures, our characters in Orenthal looked for clues and hunted for a secret foe who instigated devious plots within the city. Hi everyone, I'm Tony, the Dungeon Master of the campaign, and with me here are the following players. Hi, I'm Adam, I'm going to be playing Sildan. He is a Way of the Kensei monk, uh, and he's a wood elf. Hi, my name is Chris, I'm going to be playing Daryl. He is a evocation-specialized wizard. He will be blowing things up. I'm Rachel, and I'm playing Kalima, the half-elf cleric of the Domain of the Grave. I'm Nick, I'm going to be playing Tor, a level 5 dwarven inquisitive rogue. This is Bethany. I'm playing Sari and Asavar, Order of the Immortal Mystic. And we would all like to welcome you to Orenthal. Orenthal Redux, Episode 5. A Block on Her Memory. Last time, the party encountered Trabon and Melika, the latter of whom was able to teleport away, whereas Trabon was revealed to be an oni that the party battled. After gathering the paperwork that the pair were trying to burn, the party returned back to the Nickel Granger Tavern, where a student of Sildan came in, came up to him, and warned that should they not leave this investigation alone, his other students would be killed. I'm going to rewind slightly. As Tor had been spending most of his time the night before just looking through all of these scraps of parchment. Most of them are very badly burned, so you catch only words or small phrases. The primary thing that I know you were looking for, Tor, was, was any of this your research? And after the time you spent both in the small bunker and on the road to the Nickel Granger Tavern, you would come to the conclusion well, of course, none of the ones that weren't written in Dwarvish were yours, but of the ones that were, you did not recognize anything that would indicate that this was your research. You saw no wording that you would use in order to describe the ghouls that you were studying at the time. Once you got to that point, you did realize your overall exhaustion, and barring taking points of exhaustion, you eventually realized you would have to sleep. And I assume you would. Reluctantly, but yes. Based off of your previous role, of the dwarven writing that you read, you did catch uh, a couple of words here and there. You didn't go too in-depth into it. Again, you're looking primarily for your research. But you did get bits of small phrases such as old lady, constant references to her, though you're not sure who her was. And also one phrase that was, the cleric can kill if needed. Those were the phrases you were able to get, but again, due to how late it was, you would begin to take points of exhaustion. Would you continue the research into that? <sighs> they are scraps, because they did actually have a good deal of time where they were burning it before you were able to get down there and, and snuff out the flame. I think he's just relieved that after having gone through it all, he's like 100% sure that his research is not among these scraps. So it's probably still safe somewhere, he hopes. As far as you're aware, your research was not destroyed here. Yeah. All right. He'll uh, contemplate those few phrases that you mentioned for a couple of minutes just as he's drifting off to sleep. But 
Yeah, he's done. So as you sleep, Tor, you dream about Bai. You see an old woman, milky white eyes, standing before you on an open plain. And she looks in your direction and simply says, Don't worry, little detective. You will find what you seek soon. I have a deal I wish to make. Look for my message. Look for my sign. And then the dream ends. As all of a sudden, all of you hear from down on the first floor of the tavern, Sildan <laughs> crying out in anger and frustration and pain. Am I sharing a room with Kalima? Is that correct? Or sorry? Yeah, I think we were. Last okay. time you mentioned you were sharing a room with Kalima. Okay. I guess I'm going to get up and gather my stuff. Not that I have a lot. Sildan, you're going to have like a couple moments where you can do something. The instant before. I see her drop, I'm going to rush over to her side and make a medicine check to make sure she's alive. Go ahead. 21. Oh. Okay. So you kind of check her over and after checking for pulse, checking her breath, she is breathing. Okay. So she's not in any sort of immediate danger. She just seems to be unconscious. Okay. Next thing I want to do is pick her up and start rushing up the stairs. <laughs> okay. You're going to so, run into us. <laughs> yeah. So as you pick her up and grab her, you're rushing up the stairs and immediately two doors down the hallway of the, the second floor landing burst open. You see Saria rushing out, Kalima right behind, slightly disheveled looking, but you, they both have like their weapons at the ready with Daryl and Tor coming out of their own rooms looking about to see what's going on. And I'll just say, please, you must help me. You, you must make sure she was okay. The rest of you all see Sildan rushing up the stairs at his crazy speed, holding a, <laughs> a young half-elven girl, very slight of build, pale skin right now, and light brown hair just hanging loosely from her head. Saria would step aside and, and say, yeah. Kalima. I, I'd be like ushering, all right, come on, come on, come on. Yeah. Like, kind of like motioning to the bed. Tor, Daryl, I assume you follow? Yeah, Daryl would try and ask what happened. I, I, I don't I don't know. She just she came into the tavern and she started talking in a voice that was not hers, and then she just collapsed. So at the mention of the not talking in a voice that was hers, I would try and start casting detect magic as a ritual to see if I can uh, sense any residual traces of what may have affected her. Okay. Tor would just just follow the group here. Uh, he he might seem a little disturbed right now, a little dazed somewhat, but but he's he's following and he's paying attention. Kalima's gonna kind of almost like stop you guys at the door and be like, okay, Sodan, you're fine. Uh, can the rest of you like stay outside though so it doesn't get too claustrophobic in case she comes back and like panics with, you know, a bunch of strangers standing around her? Yeah. And she's like, I'd like to just stand to the side and I might be able to get a read on, you know, what's going on with her okay. in her mind. I just don't want her to be crowded. Yeah. If she yeah. comes to. So the room is big enough for, for two people to sleep in. So there is a little extra room. You could all fit in there, but it would be very crowded, like Kalima would notice. And so Tor and Daryl, you know the, the range of your detect magic. So you can stay right outside the door and still be in the range of the full room as long as the door remains open. Saria, I assume you would do the same, stay about within the range of your capabilities and you'd be able to yeah, see everything. I, I just need to remain in sight with her because uh, I'm going to activate my view aura ability. Okay. Saria, there is no emotional state, really, I would say, based off your view aura. Her current HP is zero. Oh. Uh -oh. And you do see an effect that seems to be leaving her and one that is staying. 
Okay, I'll just share with Kalima. She seems to have no no health right now, and it seems like there's a magical effect that's leaving her right now, but something that's remaining. I don't know what you can do to help her. I just, that's all I can do. It'll be okay, Sildon, because I assume he looks like he's freaking out. I'm like, with my super quick pace, uh, pacing back and forth. <laughs> he covers the room like five times in six seconds. Okay. <laughs> I'll be like, it's okay. Be cool. <laughs> You're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Calm yourself. So I will go ahead and use a cure wounds on her. Okay. And she is going to get eight plus four. So she gets 12 hit points back. Okay. So immediately as Kalima focuses on Kelimvor, on her divine powers, and as you place your hand upon her and release your divine magic, color starts to go back into her face and her eyes flutter open. And she looks confused and looks around the room. So I, I instantly bolt to her side and I'm like pulling her hand. I'm like, Elsis, are you okay? Uh, ma- master? Yes, I am here. What happened? Where am I? You are in uh, the town. You are in Orenthal. I know last you were with Aetron and Cha. What, uh, where are they? Do you remember anything? We were, we were at the market. Um, They were open later than, than usual because the the celebration they wanted i guess the shops were trying to get more more coin and then i'm here you don't remember anything else no one approached you i um it is okay uh rest uh, you've you've been uh, through a lot where are atron and cha i don't know but i'm going to find out oh okay uh she turns to kind of look at uh you kalima standing right there i was like um thank you you're very welcome. And like the whole time, Kalima's just kind of staying there, like maybe like patting her head because she's, you know, there, a, there. a small person. And just like awkwardly because she's used to dealing with, uh, you know, soldiers who have been injured. And it's like, small person, I am very sorry. Saria would, uh, would approach her and I would try to reach out to her telepathically <laughs> and just say, it'll all be all right. Immediately, her eyes kind of open a little wider. What? It's um, okay. No, no, it's okay. Oops. No, it's okay. I see your eyes go up, probably open, and then I'm probably just trying to be like, okay, you're in a safe space. It's okay. Can you share with me the last thing you remember? We were we were on the the streets. We were just leaving a shop, and we got some food for for the the monastery, and and the streets were not very busy. But then I woke up here. So, question to the DM, will she let me gain access to her memory? I'm going to see if I can pick up anything she overlooked. Go ahead and roll an intelligence check. Okay. Has Darrow been able to discern anything from the detect magic yet? By this point, you finish your ritual, gathering your arcane magic, and activate your ability. Uh, Of course, you see the different magical items on uh, each of you. But on her, you see an aura that reads enchantment. Enchantment. Would I be able to make some kind of arcana roll or whatnot to see if I know what might have caused that? Go ahead. It will be pretty difficult as detect magic tends to only detect the school. But you being as studious as you are may have read a little bit more into the magical auras. Do you want my my check? Uh, I'll do. Yeah, I'll do uh, Saria's check first. All right, it's a 19 for my check, and I guess I'm communicating with her telepathically to ask if I can see her memory. So you catch quick little snippets of memory and see the streets. It is in the Helder Market District. You recognize the roads there. 
and you do see several people walking past. It is very late at night, and there is a brief moment of you see two or three cloaked figures. You see more like from the waist down. It seems like she was looking down at the food that they had purchased, and as her gaze begins to go up, the memory just fades. I'm going to hold on to that for now. (laughs) Okay. Daryl. I rolled a 12. (laughs) There's several different types of enchantments that could control or produce some sort of effect like this, but you're not sure which it is. Okay. I'm going to relay that to the group saying that I think she was under some kind of enchantment that may have possessed her, and that's gone, but now it looks like there's still something left behind. So, were you with... Aitran and Cha, right before you woke up here. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, and sorry, it would would lean over to to tell him uh, they were approached by some robed figures. That's the last thing she remembers. Okay, thank you. So I'll just kind of put my hand on the back of her head, just kind of rub the back of her head for a second, and then I'll just say, "Please get some rest," uh, and then I'll start stand up and then walk out of the room. Sildan, make a perception check. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're very good at perception. I am, and I rolled a 14. Uh, 20. Okay. As you touch the back of her head, you do feel dried blood. Oh. Okay. Can I kind of just tell her, hold on a second, I'm going to check something and kind of part her hair, see where the wound is? So you see just to the back of her head a small gash. Like a slash? Not like a blunt no, it looks like it. she was just hit hard enough for the gash to form. Okay. All right. Again, I'll say, please, rest. You need it. And I'll start to stand up. Walk over to Zarya. Okay. Um. Thank you, Master. Of course. And she kind of leans back, and she she kind of clutches her head a little bit like it, it still hurts. Okay. So, Tony, I can still get a read on her HP. Does it seem to be at it the is level up I would to, expect it to be? It is up to... Actually, let me it has actually it, have well, her... I have stats for it, but yes, it's 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 back up. It seems okay. like she took all of the healing that that Kalima gave her. That Kalima gave her. Okay, cool. Okay, and I'll tell Kalima. It, it looks like her her health is returning from your spell. Okay, so can I can can Saria go downstairs to talk to Garrett? I feel like we need to find somebody to take her in or keep an eye on her while we investigate. Okay. Funny enough, as you're proceeding down the stairs, you see Garrett. Seeming like he just woke up, he's kind of groggily looking around, and he's kind of shaking and rubbing his head as he speaks with a small gnomish female figure who is talking at about a mile a minute. <laughs> Hi, I was Lily. Looking for a bunch of- uh- <laughs> oh yeah, I would have been. Hi. Close behind on the stairwell. Hi, Saria, Sildan. Hi. Hi. You seem to be well. What do you? Do- Hi. Um. I'm a morning gnome, so I woke up really, really early, and I was sent to look for a bunch of stuff, but I wanted to know because I need to report to Gerbo if you guys found out anything, because I need to report to Gerbo, and he would really want to know if you guys found anything, and I need to be the one to report it to him. So L- there's L- the rest L- of the- L- Lily, Lily, why don't why don't you join us upstairs? We we have something we need to discuss. Okay. And she just kind of hurries up towards you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> of course. <laughs> With her tiny does. legs. With her tiny loam legs. <laughs> yep. So, Tony, sorry, I would also, now that I've gathered all the information I think I can, to try to make some kind of check to see what's going on. Would it be Mm -hmm. Arcana? It would be Arcana to try to determine what this magical effect might be. It's a 22. Okay. (laughs) Okay, over there. I have a plus five. I rolled well enough. So, (laughs) since you know that 
most likely it would have been a dominate either person or dominate monster spell that would have been cast upon her. You're not sure which. But that usually requires the person to be conscious in order for it to be cast. So most likely the spell effect that is still on her is something that is blocking her memory. Gotcha. Okay. So I will, as we kind of rejoin the group, I'm assuming Sildon would briefly fill Lily in on yeah. who this is. Oh, is she okay? <laughs> she seems to be okay right now. Okay. Um, why is she here? Well, she came <laughs> to deliver a message that uh, basically we should back off of trying to investigate what we're investigating and that they have two of my other little ones. And they will kill them if we continue. Oh, so you're saying you have to be really sneaky going forward. That... that <laughs> That's that's not, that's not what he's saying. What he's saying is she is she uh, I'm pretty sure someone has affected her memory. So she definitely knows more but it's being blocked by a magical oh. spell and she was controlled by someone to deliver this message to us to tell us to stay back cuz obviously they know where Sildon's soft spot is. No offense, Sildon. It's okay. How do they know that? He's pretty upfront about his little ones. I think we've all heard about I them. I think I mentioned it, it to oh, the yeah. wrong person recently. Who's that? Any ideas? Melika. Who? Oh, you found Melika? Yeah. <laughs> I imagine Akalima's just staying by the, the girl side, just maybe awkwardly patting her or like calmly waiting to make sure she doesn't like jump up and freak out or anything. She seems to kind of be a little bit in pain because of her, her head, but otherwise she seems like she's just trying to rest. She looks exhausted. Is there any kind of, uh, like, a pitcher of water and, like, cup in the room? Yeah. Okay, like, because she might go over and get her, like, a little cup of water and, like, you know, offer it to her. Do any of us know how to remove this block on the memory? I I don't. What about, is that something, no. Daryl, have you learned, or <clears throat> Kalima? No, I don't have anything that would dispel this. So I could probably spend, if you guys give me maybe, like, an hour or so, I can... Reprepare my spells. <laughs> yeah, uh, sorry, I would turn to Sildon and say, I know this is important, and we all want to make sure your little ones are safe, but I think we should take some time to, to plan our next steps. Well, if you're taking time to plan, then can you please tell me what you found out so I can report to Gerbo? Because Gerbo wants to know. Uh, yeah, can we summarize? <laughs> yeah, while she's filling in Lily, I'll just kind of walk over to Kalima. I'll give her a hug. And then back off and then bop her on the forehead and then just walk away. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> just what she likes. Uh, yeah, you just get like more like an exasperated, like oh, this guy. Kind of look at you and I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to just look at Tor and Daryl. and be like, can I use your room for just some quiet to, you know, collect my thoughts and prepare spells? Of course. Sure, of course. Okay. And she'll like grab her stuff and just go over to their room and quietly, you know, meditate on switching her spells. What was her name again, Sildon? Her name is Elsis. Elsis. I guess I'll, I'll just sort of sit with her and do sort of awkward, there, there, everything will be okay, to the best of, of Sari's ability to, to human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can sit with her if you want to inform Lily of what's going on. I think it would probably be good. Okay, hello, you're alright. So I, I assume then we'll step outside, Saria and Tor and Daryl, and just collectively fill in Lily. Okay. I was going to say, just for the sake of, since it's going to take Kalima the better part of an hour to prepare the spells, it will take you a pretty close amount of time to summarize a lot of what happened. 
Okay. But you will still have some extra time after that if there's anything else you guys would like to do. Breakfast! <laughs> Daryl does really like breakfast, right? <laughs> He usually forgets to eat meals. And then he's so like, he likes to get him when he he's can. like, oh my gosh, like, I'm starving. Man, I'm hungry. So uh, Garrett comes and, and brings you some food. Yeah. And he does ask you if he should bring any up to your two friends. Please, that would be appreciated, Garrett. Thank you for being so thoughtful. Okay, so Sildan, Kalima, both of you get a, a small tray of mainly eggs okay. <laughs> for breakfast. So I'll offer most of it to Elsis. She'll have a little bit, but she seems to be just resting. Tor and Daryl and Saria and Lily are all downstairs having breakfast. Yep, and you're filling her in on what happened the night before. Okay, sounds good. I guess after we do that, Saria would turn to Tor, or does Lily have a million questions? That's why it took you as long as it oh, okay, did to okay. summarize. <laughs> <laughs> of course, sorry. In summary, there were a million questions. She will inform you, though, in order to summarize this a little bit, too, that she was sent to look in the Helder Market District because she heard there might be something here, but she didn't see anything. Okay, so Lily, are you qualified to serve as a caregiver for a child temporarily? Uh, yeah, I could for a little while. Cause I, I think we might need someone to keep an eye on on her, and I don't think Garrett is uh the most inclined to take care of a small child. As you say this, he's just like wiping down his bar and cleaning stuff up, and just looks up and goes, "What? Nothing. No, you're good. <laughs> Lovely tavern." <laughs> Thank you. And he goes back to work. And Lily's like, uh, yeah, uh, if I can just run and deliver the message to Gerbo, and then I can come back here. Let's do that. That sounds like a good idea. Okay. Uh, I run pretty fast, so I can go now, unless there's anything else I should know. I think we summarized everything, so you're good. Okay. (laughs) So immediately Um, she just hops off the stool. Before she goes, Tor would request, if, um, if there are any thieves tools available, (laughs) just yesterday... (laughs) made me realize that um, I might need them again. <laughs> oh, uh, you'll probably have to see Vral about that, because I have mine, but they're mine. Of course. That's very logical. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you just have to see Vral. I mean, just go to where you all met, and you should be fine. Uh, we'll see if we have time. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Lily. We appreciate your help. Yep. Bye. And she just rushes out of the room at, at pr- pretty much looking as fast as she can go. Once she's gone, Tor will turn to the others who are, are downstairs currently and just kind of say, I've been thinking about the way that we found her just now. Her memory is blocked, yet somehow she does remember being ambushed at the market. That seems peculiar. It, it could be just a limitation of the memory block. Uh, it could be an oversight on the part of the Whispered Ones, or it could be a number of other things. It could be a trap. It could be a distraction, like what Gerbo and Vral were warning us about. It could just be a warning. It should be discussed whether or not we should actually even go to the market to investigate. I think going to the market's a waste of time. I don't think that's where anybody is now, and I don't think anyone will have seen anything. From what I know of the market district, everyone's moving around all the time, and I don't think people would remember what happened yesterday. If it was something significant, you think rumors would have spread about, you know, a small child being coshed on the head and taken by robed figures. Well, maybe we should wait and see what she remembers if we can dispel the spell that's affecting her memory. Yeah, I agree. I think that might be the key. Well, I've prepared my spells, so yep. I mean, once once I'm done, I'm going to go back over. I have three spells I can use, three different ones I can try. If we don't know the exact cause of it, 
if it is something that maybe her memory is being blocked, quote unquote, and like she's doing like the fingers, like, yeah, because she has been smacked over the head, perhaps it's not necessarily a magical effect and it's a like a medical effect. So I could try a lesser restoration or yeah, sorry, I would jump in. I'm pretty confident, I think Daryl is as well, that it's a magical effect. Yes. I also have a remove curse in case it's maybe a curse, or I have the t- dispel magic that we can see which one works, if any of them. And she looks like I'm used to dealing with like like gaping mis- wounds, missing not limbs. <laughs> yeah, and undead. She's not undead, obviously. Question to the DM based yes. on my check did I understand it to be the modify memory spell, or I just felt like something was blocking her memory that was magical? It is the modify memory spell. I believe it is the Modify Memory spell. Saria shares with the group. Would Daryl know if Dispel Magic would work best against this? Make an Arcana check. 25. Whoa. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say, really. Tough, tough. Really? Yeah, yeah, it hasn't yeah. come up in the library. <laughs> you suddenly recall through a lot of your reading that Modify Memory, you, you remember seeing that spell, and you remember only two other types of spells tend to be able to restore the memory, either a greater restoration or a remove curse. <gasps> uh, I will relay this information. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. I will walk up, like calmly be talking to her, like how are you feeling and stuff, and while I am like, so just like calmly, you know, cast it on her, hopefully without panicking her. Okay. So you focus your divine energy again, reach out, touch her head, and release. As it does, her eyes close for a moment and shoot open wide, and she's just, uh, 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 and she kind of backs up into a corner as as the me- memories seem to come flooding back to her very suddenly, and just, and she has her fists up like she's about to defend herself. Oh, it's okay. She just looks it's around. okay. It's us. You're safe. She's looking around and, and still seems to be freaking out a little bit, but her arms go, go down back to her side. She kind of huddles up a little bit, almost in the, the fetal position, sitting up uh, in the bed. Can I reach out to her telepathically and say, will you let me remember for you? So as soon as you do that, she screams out loud, get out of my head! Oh, so I will I will shut it down <laughs> <laughs> and say it's okay, out loud. <laughs> it was, I didn't, I didn't see much. I didn't see much. Well, what, what, what do you remember? It's okay, take your time. Uh, um, a, a few figures, um, an elven woman, uh, had weapons, uh, um. It's okay. And. Remember, breathe uh, slowly in, uh, uh, out. She takes a couple of deep breaths, seems to start to calm her down. Um, there was, uh, a, a blue dragonborn. She smelled awful, like, like a corpse. There was a, a hooded figure. I couldn't couldn't see their face, but and she starts to shake again a little bit. It's okay. It's okay. I'm kind of just like, yeah, like rubbing her back, just trying to calm her down. He's so so cold. He was he was talking in my head. He 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 locked me there. He locked me in my head, and I was moving, and then I was coming here, and and then I saw you and I I said something but I didn't say it I didn't say anything and it's it's, okay it's okay it's okay let's let's move on where are Arthron and Cha I don't it it was dark I don't remember everything I kind of kind of seemed to wake up there 
Did you catch any names? Fulmar? I think that was the elf? Does the name Melika ring any bells? She pauses as she, she thinks of that for a moment. I think so. They said he warned them. DM, can yes. I make an inside check, please? Go ahead. This is all seeming very convenient. 17. Okay. As far as you can tell, she's freaking out still, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. seems like she's telling the truth as far as she remembers it. Okay. So it seems this is a genuine emotional response, not a performance of any kind. At this, she kind of just seems to be focused inward. I'm going to walk up to her and say, I I know who this Fulmer is, and I understand how you feel. Who is he? Fulmer was my, I don't know, trainer, for lack of a better word. What does that mean? Well, I explained how I was raised in this weird conclave. Fulmer's the one who actually trained me, taught me how to fight, and told me what to read, and all of that. So do you know anything about this dragonborn? As I was growing up, I did occasionally catch glimpses of a blue female dragonborn, and I know Fulmore referred to her as the the Watcher. I felt like she was the one that was behind everything, but I never interacted with her. I don't I don't know anything more in, in all my time since leaving. I, I haven't found out anything else, so this is the first I've heard of her being seen. I, I wouldn't expect her to be up to any good, so... I, I would turn to the girl and say, I'm, I'm really sorry for what you went through, but you'll be stronger because of this. She just kind of nods slightly. Sildon, if you want, I could try to spend some time trying to mentally locate at least one of your little ones, but I don't know if I'll be successful or not. I'll tell you, Saria, you have not met them, nor seen their auras. You would not be able to find them. Then I could try to find Fulmer who I know well enough to maybe be able to locate. Please. And Malika might be do. with them. Her. Or the Watcher, the Dragonborn. Whichever one you feel you would be able to find more strongly. Okay. Now the Dragonborn was the one that she described as smelling like a corpse? Yes. Do you know anything about that? I have no recollection of any smell. I know undead tend to reek because they're walking corpses. If you would like to try to try try to find this Fulmer person, I can. If the Dragonborn is undead, perhaps I can try my abilities to find her. So, given Tor's background knowledge of ghouls, I guess I need to ask if ghouls tend to be heavily related to undead. In this case, I want you to make, as you're starting to think back on your research of ghouls, make an intelligence saving throw for me. Saving throw. Yep. Saving throw. Oh. Okay. Well. 18. A sudden pain kind of hits your head as you try to think back on it and you push through this and you begin to realize something seems to be mentally blocking you from remembering aspects of your research. And as you try and push through, the pain gets more and more intense and you recall a name, a single name as you're trying to push into this and recall that ghouls are not only the ones that you studied at least are from a plane known as the Shadowfell, but that they're infused with necrotic energies. So have a similar aspect to undead and you recall a name you wrote down 
Darakul. So Tor looks suddenly like he's in a lot of pain. Probably grasping oh. his head like, ah. Uh, yeah. Are you okay? My memories of my research, I I think someone's trying to block them, but I'm remembering something related to ghouls. There's a name, Darakul. Darakul? Can check. I make, like, a, yeah, like a history checks, check or checks, something? Checks, checks, <laughs> You can make a history check. All right. 23. 11. 8. <laughs> I rolled a 1. Oh. I rolled a 12. So I'm going to say, Saria, you're the only one that remembers this, but Darakul was what you read about Thovin and his party named the ghouls from the Shadowfell, saying that they were unlike any normal ghoul, that they seemed to have some other ancestry and the shadow fell changed whatever they originally were into an intelligent conniving race of undead i will say that they are also of course will look like any normal ghoul all right so she would turn to tor and say you must have been doing some really involved research because i only know of darakul from reading about thovan arborshade and his party's fight with these creatures from the Shadowfell. They're some sort of evolved ghouls to be intelligent and crafty. Does that ring a bell? I know that peculiar behaviors of the ghouls were my area of interest. Something seemed very wrong and a shudder just kind of passes through his body and he's like I, I need to stop for now. This block is still here. You want me to see if I can sense if any if you're being affected by anything magical like uh, El- Elsis was? Yes, by all means. All right. So as this is happening, you hear heavy footsteps coming up the stairs. And just as you guys are, are all up by uh, Kalima and Saria's room being around Elsis and everything. And as it comes up, you see a beautiful human looking female wearing full plate mail armor and an elegant sword at her side followed closely by an elven male long dark hair pulled tight back into a ponytail with dark but simple robes come up the stairs and immediately look into the room sildan Tor and kalima you immediately recognize captain of the guard captain marsk followed by who Kalima and Sildan recognize as the royal wizard Thamior Nilo. And immediately upon looking into the room, Captain Marsk looks at all of you and pauses briefly on Kalima, Sildan, and you, Saria, before turning her attention to Sildan and says, You had a note for me. What happened last night? Quite a bit. Did you not get the couple of letters that Garbo should have sent? Yes, he sent me several letters, and she turns actually to Kalima. I was told to increase the guard on your diplomat. Yes. That's all she says is just, yes. What happened last night? So we'll kind of fill her in. I'm Saria, by the way. Hi. Yeah, I'm so- I'm Daryl. <laughs> Who are you guys? <laughs> so she turns uh, to look at you, Daryl, briefly, and just kind of quickly looks away like, eh, who are you? Um, Saria, her... Her gaze lingers on you for a moment, and you pause, 
And I would like you to make an intelligence check for me, Saria. Okay. That is a total of 19. Saria, you realize she's an ASMR. Yay! Oh. I give her <laughs> what Saria would think is a cool wink. I don't know what, there's a check for that, or if you could just Do interpret that. Do I see that, it? Like. the wink? <laughs> that will be an interpretation as she has it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so you see kind of a, a puzzled look on her face for a moment before turning back to kind of address the room. Captain Marsk, and this is Thamior Nilo, Royal Wizard. Who are the rest of you? I know, and she'll kind of nod towards Tor, Sildan, and Kalima. I know these three. So I'm Daryl Mavis. I'm a student at the uh, at the library. And how did you get involved with with them, Daryl? Uh, I was requested to assist in the investigation. Yeah, who are these whispered ones? At the mention of this, Kalima would definitely like go around, you know, a polite nod kind of, and then kind of slide around behind and like usher everybody into the room and then close the door behind them. There's a moment's hesitation, but eventually they kind of cram themselves in the room. You see Captain Marsk actually seems to adjust her hand and kind of rests it casually on her sword. Mm -hmm. And Thamior has both hands kind of clasped together, just looking at each of you. He seems to be studying you each in turn. Captain, the Whispered Ones are what we are currently investigating, and we believe that they might be planning something to happen during the festivities, which is why I requested an increase in the guards uh, around the ambassador. And you have proof of this? We have no definitive proof yet. So, wait, were you the ones that killed those people in the Low Hills? I had a report on that this morning. Clarification. We were the people that were defending ourselves from brigands in the low hills. They kill us. Do, wait, who yeah. has the note? Out of character. Who has the note? Probably Tor. And, and he does produce it at this time, as well as the several papers that were found. And he says, they were instructed by certain individuals that we were looking for anyway. And he passes the note along to attack us. She takes it. And they were also trying to burn these documents. Do you hand them to her? Yes. Or at least some of them, because there's quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Right. Sorry, I would clarify. Well, I think there were really two related incidents. I don't know if you're referring to just one or both, but the one- What other incident? Okay, well, just to be upfront, we were trying to pursue a couple of individuals, I guess you would refer to them as, who we found burning some of these papers that Tor is showing you, and one of whom was an Oni. They were underground hiding in, I don't know, what would you call it? Like a old, empty- An old basement. A ruined structure. A ruined structure. One of them was an Oni. There's like a secret base. I have no reports of this. Where is that? You see Kalima looks like just ashamed. Just like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't uh, do my job. (laughs) Sildan will kind of tell her like how to get to where we found the sewer entrance. Very well. Thamior and I will investigate the area. He was intrigued by this these disappearances that we heard of. Especially if there's apparently some sort of manipulation. For me, that's what drew me into the investigation in the first place. And I think Daryl, too? Yes. So we're trying to find these missing people. And uh, Sildan here has had a couple of his students are missing. And they seem to have been taken by this whispered ones. I also was sent to find a missing person. And we believe they're all related. You think this is all of the same group? Yes. Yes. That's yes. what we were told, essentially, by Vral. 
you see her face go from inquisitive to angry. Yeah, I knew it. Gotta be up front. You are working with that thief and scoundrel? That thief and scoundrel has helped us find leads on somebody that I believed was dead and who is not, has helped us find leads on several of the missing people, and informed us that there could be more to this than expected. Yes, we are working with them to try to uncover why our citizens are going missing and how we can help. After a very long pause, she just... Gerbo trusts him for some reason. I can't stand the man myself or his reputation. But do what you will, as long as it doesn't interfere with any of the laws of this city, or you will have to answer to either myself or Warmaster Jolana. Of course. Be aware of this, all of you. We just want to help. There's only so much I can do. I'm assuming Gerbo told you that, without any physical evidence. And and she kind of looks through some of the papers. This doesn't tell me much. They're scraps and parchments, all in different languages. Hold on. What if we had evidence that there's a hag involved? You see a very skeptical look. Well, what if we could produce proof of that? Would that help in some way? Would that be more meaningful? Where is this hag? Where is this proof? And I'll pull out the bedroll that it's wrapped in and then kind of put... I I can't put it on the bed because Elsa's is on the bed. Uh, (laughs) I'll put it on the ground and then open it up. It's a small pendant. Yeah, Yeah, I just don't want to touch it. So she looks at the pendant. I'm assuming you're holding it out to her? And I'll chime in that this is a uh, hag's eye. Uh, they use it to scry. Almost out. immediately, like, to cut you off, Thamior says, I know what this is, boy. I have dealt with hags in the past. <laughs> well, then you know what this means. Hags are evil creatures, but they can be dealt with easily enough if you know what you're doing. He kind of seems to reach forward and pick up the eye and puts it right up to his head and just says, No, you cannot hide from me, hag. And he crushes it. Thanks. She crushes it. Yeah. Isn't it a magical item? Good thing we had no plans to do potentially something with that. So Tor is immediately going to incite Thamir here to see. Is he trying to destroy our evidence intentionally to impede our investigation? Yeah, I want to insight him as well to see if he has nefarious purposes or if he's I just, just want kind to see of a- an ego trip. Yeah, guys, I believe he 20. is righteous because he has authority. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not inciting. Twenty six with the nat twenty. Twenty four. Thirteen. Seventeen. Sildan, you're the only one that picks up on this. Oh, oh. <laughs> yay. He seems to have an actual anger about him, and you get the impression he knows exactly who he's talking to. Not just that it's to a hag, but he knows the specific hag. You also get the impression that he knew that this eye would be useless. It only benefits the hag. I will say the rest of you just seem like it's, he seems to know what he's doing. He seems confident in what he did was the correct course of action. Yeah, he doesn't seem nefarious. So how, nope. how many dealings have I had with him before? You actually have almost never spoken to him other than in passing. You have tended to stay hidden within the crowd to protect him, however. Okay. Daryl. Yes. You suddenly hear a voice in your head that you immediately recognize as Noah. Are you doing all right? Do you have any new information concerning the disappearances? Is there anything specific that I should be made aware of? 
I'll relate to him that I'm in the room with Famior and Captain Marsk and kind of relay the events that happened with Elsus. Okay, you're able to get most of that out because 25 words or less. <laughs> oh. Wait, does he, does he hear it in his head or is it a message? It's sending. Oh. oh, okay. I didn't realize what it was. It's a sending spell. He used this to contact you once before. Gotcha. So you will send that message back and no res- immediate response right now. So meanwhile, I think we left off with the last thing Saria said was, you know, well, great, you destroyed that because we definitely didn't have any plans to do anything with it. He looks down on you a little bit and kind of just oh. says, it is an item that would only benefit the hag. That is all it is useful for. And yet you decided to speak to it. That was my choice. I can deal with this hag. You do not need to concern yourselves with her. I don't really like your tone. <laughs> Tor will step in and say, uh, I would like to continue analyzing those papers, if I may, please. And he'll hold out his hand to Captain Marsk. If you wish, I feel like I might be better suited for investigating something like this, but she holds her hand out with him. He'll put them in his bag. He feels concerned. He's like, I'll I'll keep this safe. (laughs) Yeah, I'll not destroy this evidence that we worked so hard to keep intact. Well, it's been great meeting you both. You've been really helpful. Thamior speaks, is there anything else we should be made aware of? I think I'm good. We'll keep you informed. We're continuing the investigation. Kalima would nod to Captain Marsk, other than that there might be more of a threat here than you're reading into or believe there is. We definitely would like to continue. Thamior kind of steps up and opens the door and says, I'll be outside, and just kind of walks out. Captain Marsk waits a moment, and you see a heavy sigh come from her. And I'll I'll speak up. Captain Marsk, I've known you for a while. That man's hiding something. Of course he's hiding something. He's always hiding something. He believes himself superior. He's a high elf, Sildan. He believes that his knowledge and information should be protected at all times. That seems like a great excuse. I can't excuse it. I simply follow my orders, and my orders are to protect him. My apologies. Please feel free to continue this investigation. I will do what I can from my end, and I will do what I can to protect from somewhere during the ceremony tomorrow morning. Good luck to to all of you, I suppose, and let me know what you learn, if possible. Thank you, Captain. Just a nod and like a little half salute from Kalima. She returns your salute. Oh, yeah, pal. I wink at her. <laughs> <laughs> she pauses on you again, Saria, shrugs and kind of then steps out of the room. <laughs> it's the best response. <laughs> yeah, she's like, gotta get out of here. It's okay, getting, so she stepped so out of the room, right? You guys are alone again. I'll follow her as she leaves the room, and then I'll kind of close the door behind her. Okay. And I'll just relay. So that man knows a lot more about the hag than he's letting on. He almost looked like he had a personal interest in this matter. Interesting. That would explain why he destroyed it. Well, you might have to keep an eye on him then. I mean, I'll say I know him by reputation, but I've never actually met him. I mean, he's no Thoven Arbor Shade. Ouch. <laughs> Not wow. many are. I would turn around to Elsis, who's, you know, still quietly in the room. Yeah, she's kind of just been watching this a little more, like, focused inward, but she's just been staring around, kind of still seems to be trying to rest. Yeah, just kind of sit on the edge of the bed. You didn't by any chance recognize either of them, did you? She just shakes her head. Okay, just making sure. No question, though, thank you. So, 
Lily should be returning soon, hopefully, after having delivered the message to Gerbo about what's going on. We weren't totally 100% upfront with everything we know with Captain Marsk, so <laughs> I think that's probably the best because I don't trust either of them. Okay. I trust the captain well enough, yeah, but... I can agree with that. The captain has been very trustworthy so far with my dealings yeah, with but her. She has to, but she has to follow orders. Exactly. Yes. It's not her fault. Well, all of us should follow some orders. And she just kind of looks at you like, you know, <laughs> all, all of us have some orders, you know? <laughs> Why? Otherwise, the place would be in chaos. But anyways... Before they came here, Torrid said that he thought his memories were modified. You, you still want me to see if it's from uh, magical causes? Yes. Now more than ever. Okay. All right. So that is going to take 10 minutes. Is there anything anyone else wants to be doing? Yeah, am I trying to locate Fulmer? Because that'll take me an hour. That's fine with us. My suggestion is anybody who is going to be kind of working on something else, perhaps go into the our other room that we have rented, and that way mm-hmm. Elsas can start resting. But before you guys do step out, Kalima's going to kind of like get Saria's attention. You said Lily was coming back? Yeah, she was going to deliver a message to Gerbo about what happened, and then we were going to let her keep an eye on Elsas while we go to investigate. We did want Elsas to rest. And, and you know... Yeah, I, she's a talker, but I think... Elsis, would you be okay <laughs> with somebody just kind of talking at you? I don't think you actually have to respond. She'll just keep talking. I can meditate. Tune her out if need be. <laughs> It'll be a good, a good challenge for you. <laughs> can you meditate with your eyes open? You really just have to only pretend that you're listening. <laughs> I suppose that's possible. And she kind of looks questioningly at you, Sildan. She talks a lot. By about this point, you guys start to hear a lot more noise out in the streets. It's starting to get busier, and you hear what sounds like cheers and celebrations happening as the beginning of the celebrations for the anniversary of the end of the cataclysm is starting. Is the main event today? No, it was implied it's tomorrow morning, but there's several days of celebrations. Okay. All right, I'm going to go and spend an hour in the other room concentrating on Fulmer. If anyone wants to help me search over these documents, if you're free. Well, I'm helping to find out why your memory no so good. No so good. (laughs) So, Daryl, you can do that for 10 minutes if you want to spend the rest of the time searching the documents. Well, so depending on the outcome of that, I may ask Kalima to try and fix it. But otherwise, I can spend some time with the documents because I can actually comprehend all languages. Okay. Tor immediately starts, as as Daryl's doing his thing, trying to help Tor, you know, looking over the documents. I'm just going to sit by Elsis until, yeah, that's done. And then because my channel Eyes of the Grave. Yeah. I think Uh, it's called. It only takes one minute. Yeah. Okay. To determine the presence. So I'll wait until everybody's kind of like. We've kind of regrouped to go ahead and cast that. And that's where we're going to end the episode for today. Thank you guys for listening. Please follow us on Twitter, at Rules As Written. And our podcast is available on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. Everybody have a great day. 